Hey sisters, before we get started today, we wanted to let you know that today's question is about reading aloud, and we share several resources from the Read Aloud Revival, but we also wanted to remind you that Read Aloud Revival creator Sarah McKenzie has a new book available for pre-order right now. It's called The Read Aloud Family, and we'll link to it over in the show notes. This book is a fantastic resource, whether you're already a huge fan of the Read Aloud Revival podcast, or if you're just looking to get started with reading aloud with your kids. And if you order the book before March 27th, you'll receive a free masterclass about choosing great books for your kids. So head to the readaloudfamily.com for more information about that. And now on with the show. Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hi, Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. We are doing the second to last episode for a little bit today. And we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back in late April, probably, early May, something like that. So we have this episode. Before the summer fun. Yes. Yeah. Before before summer. Um, So we have this episode, and then next week we have an interview with somebody that is just awesome. You guys are going to love it. Yeah. We can't wait to do that one. But first, we're going to do another Q&A episode this week, right? Yes, we are. We have a question from Melissa. And Melissa writes, I love reading aloud and never lack for ideas of books to read with my kids ages 7, 10, and 4. My 7-year-old is always interrupting us with questions, though. I mean, like every other sentence. He's an out loud, no filter, impulsive thinker, and I know his incessant questioning shows how much he's thinking about what we are reading, but it is impossible to get in a good flow. It makes it really hard to get into the story. Any tips for helping our read aloud time with always shushing him and making feel like his questions are a nuisance? P.S. Love your podcast. I've been inspired and encouraged so much by listening. Thank you for all your hard work and dedication to our homeschooling community. That is such a, that's such a good question. And that's such a nice thing to say, Melissa. Thank you. Um, You know what I love most about this question is that she says without, you know, constantly like she doesn't want to make him feel like a nuisance. She right. is seeing that he's just an inquisitive, curious, engaged kid. And I just really... Was overflowing. Right, right. <laughs> I just really like that, that she's not just trying to shut him down. You know, that she's not mm-hmm. just trying to say like, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish your sentence. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Have you ever been there with an inquisitive kid who, what did she say? No filter, um, out loud thinker. <laughs> I feel like every day, yeah, not just read alouds, but podcasting even. <laughs> right, right. And we are actually right now, we're reading A Wrinkle in Time, and it's a fantastic book, as everybody knows, but it's tricky. And so there's even more questions than there normally are. And I often feel like we can't get through a full sentence before there's, but wait, what, what, and does that have to do with, and does that mean that this is gonna, that sort of thing. So I know it's hard, it's good, and it's frustrating all rolled into one. 
Yeah. And, you know, if your child is listening, they're going to have questions about a book like Mm -hmm. that. Or, um, you know, some books, there's a lot of kind of... um, Oh, what's it called? I'm blanking on the term where you know in advance that something's going to happen. So you're pro foreshadowing foreshadowing. Yeah. It has nothing to do with pro. Yeah. Foreshadowing. (laughs) So like a really astute kid is going to pick up on those things and be like, but wait, mom, does that mean mom? Wait, wait. And so, I mean, that's a really good thing in a way that he's Mm -hmm. listening so closely and he's paying such close attention and bravo to Melissa for seeing that as, you know, for seeing this not just as like a negative thing, you know, because that it really is. There's a lot of good going on when a child is that engaged in a read aloud. But yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. But, um, I'm wondering if she's listened to the read aloud revival podcast because so many good tips yeah Sarah addresses a lot of things with inquisitive readers and a couple things come to mind the first is um if he's the type of kid that needs to maybe just move around while he's listening and be doing things with his hands that provide a little bit of maybe a distraction I don't I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's going to help or not um, that certainly helps for kids who have a hard time listening. I think it helps with a lot of hours. You think so? With the it, interruptions? Not, not always, but it does tend to cut down on the amount of interruptions we have if my kids are doing something. Okay. I was also going to uh, suggest if there's one book, like right now with A Wrinkle in Time, I have a, a rule where let's just make it to the end of the section and then you know, you can write down, they'll have paper out that they're like coloring on. And if they have an, a question or something, they can draw a picture or write something to remind them. And then we can talk about it because it was like, boom, 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 boom. Right. <laughs> the entire time. Um, I also got the graphic novel that they can look at while we're doing, while we're reading it because it's, I'm reading it now because the movie's coming out and I want to see it selfishly because it's one of my favorites, but it's a little tough for my six year old. So I found that the graphic novel really helps him. And then the other thing is food. (laughs) They have (laughs) snacks while you're reading. (laughs) They're just, they listen a little bit more. I love that. And then their mouth is doing something. Right. Exactly. So read aloud time, uh, like, you know, make a giant batch of popcorn or something that they're, eating lots of little bites of, that's a fantastic idea um, to add to it. (laughs) And, you know, the other thing is, like you said, when you um, say, okay, we're going to get to the end of this section, sometimes like lowering your expectations so much to the point of like, um, we're not going to get through a whole chapter without questions. We might not even make it through a whole like page. Yeah. (laughs) section without questions, but like, let's get to the end of this page at least, or let's, Mm -hmm. you know, try to finish a two page spread before we ask questions. And it can be really good for kids to tell them, okay, if you have a question, you know, hold on to it and remember Mm -hmm. it. Um, because that does help them to recall it later, which is part of reading comprehension, right? So, um, having them hold on to that question. I think the problem is that some kids are just so full of so many questions that they'll have like six or seven or eight questions by the time you finish reading (laughs) two pages, you know? Um, 
and, and that is, that is a little tricky. So maybe that's the time to pull out the special snack or, um, I know Sarah recommends popsicles. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> because smart. Because there's of, some work involved there. Yeah. Watching, monitoring and. You kind of have to like actively be eating a popsicle. You can't like, <laughs> maybe, um, you know, maybe like lollipops, mm-hmm. lollipops could be a good thing. Um, at seven, I'm trying to think how young is her youngest child? I was going to say gum, but I don't know if that would work with a yeah. little person, younger person involved. Um, but definitely like lollipops or some kind of treat or something that goes along with read aloud time. Four. Yeah, so four might be. I don't remember. When do kids start chewing gum? I don't know. <laughs> I think it depends on your kiddo. I know our yeah. art teacher started my oldest on gummed just for seated art lessons probably because of this very reason yeah yeah <laughs> but he's just a fidgeter and it gave him like he could focus on his art and maybe not be quite so demanding with his what he wants to do and questions within the class setting but yeah. it definitely helped him you guys have used those like bands that go around the chair, right? Those mm-hmm. um, we did, and now with our new kitchen chairs, they don't fit. But I've used wiggle yeah. cushions um, in our old kitchen. I had one of those chairs. I think they're called wobble seats. Yeah, where it's almost like a stool that moves. Mm-hmm. I had that. I had a very, very, very wiggly kid <laughs> who would spill everything like not just his own meal and his own milk cup (laughs) but like everybody else's (laughs) he still does on occasion he's almost 10 but I mean like a lot yeah (laughs) and it helps I can tell you and I think um there's like some sensory things can be really helpful too there's that is it called like theraplay box we can link Mm -hmm. to it but there's like a whole box that you can get sent once a month to your house it's like one of those subscription things but um doing something that involves like sensory stuff I think can be really good for kind of quieting the mind a little bit while you're listening so um things like play-doh or a bean box or a rice box or something like that yeah something that um you know for my kids that was always really soothing which meant that there wasn't quite so much actively going on in their minds, which, um, we used to do Play-Doh and put like a couple drops of lavender essential oil in it just kind of to make it a calming experience. Yeah. Yeah. So things like that. Um, and then just, you know, I think it's kind of like a muscle that you build up over time being able to, you have to start small. Yeah. So just, you know, um, realizing that the questions are not a bad thing. It's his way of really engaging and, you know, understanding what's being read to him. So taking the time to then answer those questions and talk it through. But I know it's super frustrating. <laughs> it can be. I find it somewhat less frustrating if there's a book that I know that's going to be, because some are harder than others. Mm-hmm. I will do an audible or an audiobook because I feel like it's easier to just hit the pause button and not have to figure out, like, you know, go back and wait, what sentence were we on? And yeah, I was going to say that a little too. bit more peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> Audiobooks can be really nice. Um, and then because the other thing is too, you feel like it is work when you're reading aloud, you know, you, you're trying to keep track of it and you're trying to, um, you know, you're, you're sort of doing this thing where you're sort of almost reading like, okay, is this going to be a question? How do I phrase this? How do I, you know, so when you're all wrapped up in that being pulled out of that repeatedly, (laughs) 
you just kind of feel like I'm trying to do voices here, kid. Come on. Like, I'm trying to make this a really enjoyable experience for everyone. So giving yourself a break and doing audiobooks um, or going back to picture books for a while mm-hmm. and just saying like, and building up the okay, we're going to try to get through this whole picture book without any questions. And then, you know, from there, maybe going with like a shorter chapter book, like the Ramona books or, you know, those kinds of things that are... Um, you know, like Magic Treehouse or th- that are, are shorter, that are really manageable and that maybe don't bring up like these huge, <laughs> these huge questions like, you know, like Harry Potter would or something where you're like, yes. wait, hold on. We have to keep stopping because we're all trying to keep up with what's being read. So, um, and it does happen more with chapter books. I have one kiddo who wants to know when you start a new book, this is always our struggle this kiddo wants to know immediately, like how old everyone is, how many kids do they have? What town are they from? And I keep saying, if we knew all of that in the first three minutes, it wouldn't be an interesting story it, you need to collect your details like a detective and hang on to it. And the story builds in your mind, but that those first couple chapters are always like, we're just slogging our way through. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. don't know how old she is yet. We need to wait and see. We don't know if she has children. Right, right. But it's built upon to each other, and that's what makes a good story. Yeah, and and just teaching kids, I mean, it really is, it's a good thing, because you're teaching kids to look for those clues that will help them really enjoy books as they get older and they're reading on their own. So, you know, if you can look at it as you're investing, even though it's really challenging some days, but you're, (laughs) you're investing so that as they get older, they'll be able to pull out those little nuggets on their own and understand them and then, you know, really enjoy other books. So there is an episode of the Read Aloud Revival podcast that has a like list by age of things that your kids can do if you just need some ideas and there's tons of good episodes in there so we can link to everything in the show notes so people can go over and take a peek and if your challenge is a child who asks a lot of questions there's resources for you there if your challenge is kids who move and need to move there's lots of resources there there's a great episode with Michael Gurian that talks about why fidgeting is a good sign so that's helpful for us all to remember yeah there there's just it's a treasure trove over there to They're dive into even if they don't look like they are yes yeah and that sometimes those kids that are moving and you know just like the kid who's interrupting a lot you're like are you paying attention they are um but the way that they're taking in the information and and absorbing it is through asking questions and for other kids they need to be moving around they need to be jumping around the room they need to be diving off maybe not diving off the couch but <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes mine do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they My might, kids burn calories during they our They need to sessions. move, but, you know, hopefully they're doing it in a way that you're not like, oh my gosh, somebody's going to break an arm while we're trying to do our read aloud. And of course, there's tons of, of great book recommendations over there too. So we will link to all that in the show notes. It's a good question. Yes, very good. Um, so what is bringing you joy this week, Kate? 
We had a day yesterday here in New Hampshire that was 75 degrees, and we spent 9 to 5, after 5, outside. So we carpeted that D. Oh, yes, you did. And now it's snowing. (laughs) (laughs) That's So I'm just thankful for homeschooling that we could kind of, you know, ditch the books and head out with friends and spend the entire day outside. Yeah. The kids were really happy, and we were trying to watch some Mary Pope Osborne live author event for read aloud revival and my youngest literally fell asleep at the table oh because he was just that so tired he was so tired but so excited that it was her and he just could not hang so the replay's up today so that'll bring joy but yeah. he, they just had such a fun day that they slept hard and long last night <laughs> and aren't days like that such a wonderful gift too in the middle of a gray February yeah and you just feel like it's just so miserable and then you remember okay wait this is coming yeah this is coming <laughs> and it just you know your kids are going to wear themselves out again someday and <laughs> you will feel you just everyone's so much happier that's what my kids are commenting on like we went into the post office and we've went to the sub shop and everyone's chatting with everyone. I said, that's because New England just woke up for a minute. (laughs) Everyone's thawed out and happy with the vitamin D. So it was was much needed because we had a couple sick weeks. So it was definitely welcomed and... I, rem- I, yeah, I remember uh, daylight. It wasn't last year. I think it was the year before um, when I could like open all the windows and I was, yes. I was mopping the floors and they were drying and I could open all the windows and there was fresh air coming in. And it was like, oh. And your house smells like spring, even if only for a minute. So what's bringing you joy? All right. So for Christmas, my friend Courtney gave me a tea subscription, a tea of the month subscription. And I cannot even tell you how much joy it brings me to get a new packet of tea in the mail. And the February one, it's all it's loose leaf tea. So it's this one and it's got chocolate and rose in it. And I I don't know why that combination is so incredible, but it is like my afternoon pick me up every single day. And I've I've just been loving it so much. So um the because I got a gift subscription, it said if you go on and um, renew your subscription, you'll get a month free. So I went on to do it, and I was so impressed because I got this nice little note from Andy, who runs the company. It's called Plum Deluxe. And he was like, you know, thank you for joining. And it was just so nice that I was like, you know what? I feel like we have a lot of tea drinkers in the Homeschool Sisters crowd. And so I said... Is there any way you guys would want to like offer something for our listeners? And he was like, absolutely. So if you join the Plum Deluxe Tea of the Month Club as a Homeschool Sisters listener, you will get one month free in addition to free shipping plus a 20% coupon to their online shop which is like all the things. So you just have to visit plumdeluxe.com slash T, sign up for a recurring subscription plan of your choice, and in the how did you hear about us box, put homeschool sisters bonus month. Um, And their awesome team will credit your account after your sign up is processed. Um, And this offer expires one month from the day that this airs. So there is a ton of information that I just 
put out there. So we're going to put it all in the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. But you can go over there and find out how you can get all kinds of cool tea bonuses from Plum Deluxe, which is like my new favorite tea maker. Like every single one that I've gotten from them. I got a chai one that is amazing. I got a winter peach one that is amazing. And then the chocolate rose one, which is like, it's my favorite, but it's like trying to choose a favorite, you know, (laughs) I don't know. Child. Child. (laughs) A favorite guacamole recipe. I don't know. A favorite thing where it's like, you can't go wrong with it, you know, but yeah. So we'll put it all the um, information in the show notes of this episode and you can get some tea. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's so fun. Like I love getting stuff in the mail, you know, happy mail. That's not a bill. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. So we will have all that information plus all the rings links (laughs) to the read aloud revival, um, stuff that we talked about and everything else over at our show notes at the homeschoolsisters.com. And we'll be back next week with one more episode before we take a little break. And you guys are going to love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That one's really fun. Okay, well, have a good rest of your day, Kate. You too. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister.